When you ask someone the question, who's been the most important person in your life, you might get answers such as my mom, my sister, my husband, my wife, partner, or kid. When I set out to interview and record my grandfather for a family project, I was a little bit nervous. My grandmother passed away on May 1st, 2018, and while this is no understatement, I did not deal with it well. When she passed, I felt an overwhelming sense of emptiness that comes with grief. On top of that came fears that I would lose the sense of belonging and love that she provided. But I didn't. That's because her legacy and what she cared most about was the family that she created. A family that loved, fought, vacationed, and teased one another. So when I sat across from my grandfather, I was nervous to ask him about her. Would he get emotional? Would he not say much? And wasn't this supposed to be about his life, not necessarily my grandma's? Well, on Thursday, November 11, 2021, my cousin Samantha and I sat with my grandpa for this recording, and we ended up spending hours that day learning more about the most important person in his life, my grandmother. Here's a piece from that day. Thank you so much, Grandpa, for sitting down with me to do this interview. You're welcome. I should also give a huge thanks to my cousins, Kim, Brian, Kaylee and Samantha for sharing some questions they had for Grandpa. So Grandpa, let's start from the beginning. Could you tell us your full name, birthday, and where you were born and currently living? Robert William Scallon, 12-19-1936, and I was born in the Arlington Hospital, Arlington, Washington, but we lived in uh, Lyman, it's up by uh, Hamilton. And currently we're in Muckleteer, Washington. And how long have you lived in this house? We've been here 45 years. Wow. So this is a house that has a lot of great importance for my cousins and I, too, because it's a house that we feel like we grew up in as well. Um, and so the reason I thought about this project is because I read an article that most people don't know about their grandparents' lives because they failed to ask. So I reached out to my cousins for help with this, and I wasn't surprised that collectively we didn't know that much about parts of your life, Grandpa. So I wanted to start off by asking you, what was your childhood like? Were you close to your parents? What things stood out in your childhood? The good, the bad, and the ugly. Ugly too? No, I didn't have any ugly. Good childhood. We lived uh, only about five miles from here. And uh, in fact, it's where the Boeing Freeway goes through. Our house was right in the middle oh, wow. of where the Boeing Freeway is now. And we lived on a, just a short street, dead-end street like I do here. And we had three and a half acres of pasture land, and then it was all woods from the north side of our property all the way to Muckleteal Ward. So I'd wandered around in those woods for years and years and uh, had a good childhood, actually. I skipped more school than I went to, though, actually. <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble that way. I have a question about that later because you have two teachers in between you right now. But when you were growing up, was it one of those childhoods where you kind of played with other kids on your block, rode bikes, that kind of thing? Yeah, more or less. Uh, we rode our bicycles down to Muckleteal also and all over the place. In fact, we used to ride down here right below where I live now. Did your parents ever live anywhere else outside of Washington? No. No, we always lived in Washington. Mostly South Everett, Pinehurst, 
did your family like to camp or do outdoor activities like the scouts do? Yeah, we used to camp when we were, we were kids. I was probably between uh, 9 and 10 and 15, I think. We used to camp up the Chihuahua River, uh-huh. which is just north of our river property. We went over there every year for a week. And uh, we rode horses at Stevens Pass. And, and we had a good, good time with our camping trips. Since it seems like you've always kind of been going out there since your childhood, was that one of the reasons that you and Grandma decided to buy property out there? Yeah, actually, uh, my folks and I hunted there when I was about 10 years old. And we liked the area. And uh, then after Grandma and I got married, well, the kids were growing up, we started camping down the river here from where we are now. And so it just kind of graduated. We decided we needed to own property there. So this property came up. My brother actually found it. He knew a guy at uh, the Honda shop and uh, they got to talking about it and he he had property he owned property there and that's who he bought from so it just kind of evolved we never got very far in life it just Muckle Teal and and the uh, Wenatchee River yeah but that's kind of the gift that you gave to us by making roots in eastern Washington and places like Lake McMurray, where we can all spend time with our family and friends and enjoy that space together. Yeah, actually talking about Lake McMurray, we we advertised for property on uh, Silver Lake. Uh-huh. And we eventually bought property off of the ad, the, the lot that uh, Brian built on. And then off the same ad, just a few weeks after we bought the one on Silver Lake, the one on Lake McMurray came up. So we decided to bite that too. But we bought it with other people because we had just bought the Silver Lake property on our own. And we just we didn't feel like we could afford both. So we had other partners. So that's how that happened. And of course, that's one of my favorite spots. And- I have a lot of cherished memories there. I'm curious because you mentioned maybe skipping school when you were younger. How disciplined was during your day? Um, I know it was much different even now from the 90s where you would get expelled possibly and now we try to have restorative justice. So when you were younger, did you get disciplined a lot, and was that like maybe a hitting, or how severe was it? No, I, I never really got in any serious trouble. I got scolded a lot for not going to school, truant, as yeah. they called it. So, yeah. and no, I don't really actually remember because I don't think there was any, anything serious. I just got talked to a lot. Some of us know bits and pieces, and some not at all, but a burning question from all the grandchildren is how you met Grammy, also known as Jeannie Scown, 
or Deb, but we'll get to that later in this program. So how did you guys meet? Well, that's kind of strange because we both were in the same classes, or the same school, not in any of the same classes. And I didn't even know her from the 10th and 11th grades. I didn't even know she existed. There was 452 people in our graduating class, so it was a large class. But um, the last year, 1953, the latter part of 1953, I got a job at the uh, Everett Theater. And just so happened that Grandma was working there already. May I interrupt and that's the first time I ever saw her. Oh, wow. What and did you do at the Everett Theater? Uh, just usher. Oh, okay. And cleaning and, you know, that yeah. type thing. But she had been working there for some time. And that that's really kind of an odd situation where I didn't even know she was in my, in my class at school. So... And then, of course, it's history. Did you ask her out on a date or anything, or was it just friends first? Yeah, it took me a while. I was okay. I was pretty shy, and uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you exactly how it started, but uh, yeah, we worked there for some time. I'm sure before I got nerve enough to ask her out. Well, I'm glad you did. I am glad I did. So I have to give it to Kaylee, our uh, resident romantic, for asking some good questions about you and Grandma. But I will start off simple. How early on in the relationship did you know that Grandma was the one? Pretty much from the very start, yeah. There was not much question about that. In fact, we were engaged right out of high school, 17 years old. And um, I was pretty immature, so somehow we just kind of separated for a while. We just figured it was not time. I had gone in the Navy in the meantime and went through basic training. And, and I called her from San Francisco where I was stationed and asked her if she was interested in getting <laughs> engaged. And actually, we got married within months. The engagement happened over the phone. Yes. So it was kind of impulsive, a little bit. Like uh, I got to do this now. No, it oh. wasn't. Very, it wasn't really impulsive. So keep in mind that you have one granddaughter who is getting married in June, right by you, and another that is probably single at forty. But no pressure. What advice would you give to couples that want a long and lasting relationship? You got me on that one. I wouldn't know how to answer that. It just whatever comes natural. Whatever comes natural. Do you feel like it's work? And oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Okay, that's one. We had our ups and downs, there's no doubt. Just like all couples. Mm -hmm. but, uh, it was worth it. 61 and a half years. Yeah. It's definitely a trip. I also have to pry because there was a lot of pressure put on me to ask this question. But I'm going to start off with, is Deb short for Debbie? No. <laughs> 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 it, 
it just kind of morphed into Deb. Okay, it okay, was, okay. <laughs> I think it started actually, we just kind of kidded around and and she'd give me a bad time and I called her a little devil or something. And then yeah. It just morphed into Deb. I don't know how that happened actually. I couldn't tell you. Yes, I got the secret <laughs> out. Okay. I've never told anybody else that. I know. Ever. So. I, I thought that if I started in like, is it Yeah, you're Debbie? sneaky. I yeah, know. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. So I'm glad that Brian and Kim and Samantha and everyone else. I honestly had no idea that was such well, a Well, you, you conned me. And Today is Veterans Day. And as a veteran yourself, how do you look back on your time in the Navy? And also, if you don't know where to start with this question, my cousin Kimberly can help you with the list she threw at me, including why you joined, where you went, what your job was, did you enjoy it, why did you retire from it, what was your rank? Whew! Well, actually how it started after Grandma and I broke up, I just decided I had to get out of town. Yeah. Literally. And a friend of mine was going to join the Navy, so I just went with him. We signed up, and we went down uh, to uh, San Francisco, Treasure Island, actually Oakland, California, and uh, got our training. And then him and I just kind of drifted apart because we weren't we weren't taking the same classes. We were going to the same school, but. Uh, so we just kind of drifted apart, and then uh, actually Grandma came down and spent a few days in San Francisco, and we toured the town and went out to dinners and that type of thing, and went to the beach, of course. And uh, then she came home, and it was shortly after that that I called her and we discussed engagement. So I, oh, did you ask about rank and everything? Oh, see, I know where your mind is um, on grandma. <laughs> uh, yeah, she asked, what was your rank and what, why did you retire? Why did I retire from the Navy? Yeah, or? I mean, I know why I would retire from the Navy, but. Okay, well, I was, uh, started out as a seaman and, um. Then I graduated to uh, second class, well, actually uh, third class electronic technician, ET. And then I passed the exam later for uh, second class. So I ended up with second class electronic technician. On I was on two different ships out of uh, Long Beach, California on the first one and San Diego on the other one. You mentioned that you and Grandma got together, so I think she's asking kind of why you left the Navy. Was that part of the reason? I just decided that was not the life I wanted, yeah. to, the career I wanted to be in. I thought seriously about staying in for maybe a couple of weeks. That was it. Wasn't it but, kind of was it kind of normal back then, anyways, to just join the Army or Navy for at least some period of time, or yeah. Uh, there was kind of a threat of uh, being drafted at the time, and I decided to be proactive and and get it over with. So, 
That's basically, and I wanted some training too, which worked out well because it fit into my uh, career after the Navy in, at the telephone company. So oh, okay. it really helped me in that regard. And moving on to your children, remember, no one's listening. It's just Sam and I, so you can tell us. Who's your favorite kid? Say what? I Did you not hear me? I said, who's your favorite kid? Who's my favorite kid? <laughs> I don't have favorites. It's very difficult. What are you talking about? Okay, fine. Then I won't ask you who your favorite grandchild is, because I think that's... Well, I'm it's. not going to get into that. It's Amelia, right? Because <laughs> she's cute and she can't talk yet. How old were you when you and Grandma decided to have kids? Well, I, I think the decision was kind of made for us. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> we didn't try not to. Okay. I'll put it that way. It just That's came you natural. Ended up with four. It just came natural. Steve was born uh, almost a year to the day after we were married. We were married on September 6th, 5th, 5th. I got to remember that. <laughs> and, um, Steve was born on August 30th, the next year. Okay, did you put a limit on the amount of kids, though? Well, that's a long story, too. <laughs> Grandma wanted, I think she started out with 12, and I, we talked it down to 10, and then we got down to 7, and at 4, I said, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> She wanted a big family. Family was obviously very important to you and Grandma, and I'm very appreciative of that. I think that because of the family you created, I felt a very big sense of belonging and see my cousins as some of my closest friends. But for those of us who do not have kids, yet, very funny grandpa, for those in the family who are thinking about having kids or have kids themselves, what challenges did you and grandma have when the kids were growing up? For example, were there years that were particularly hard or when they didn't get along? No, actually they got along fairly well for for kids, you know, that close to each other, not in age. Okay. So I, no, I have no complaints. No complaints yet. There. No, not yet. yet. Well, <laughs> we'll see. What were some of your favorite memories with the kids growing up? Well, mostly it was just Good camping trips. That's that's uh, most important as far as I'm concerned. And the places we went, and we went to Yellowstone when, well, just Steve and yeah, Steve was only what two years old, I think, when we went to Yellowstone the first time, so he wouldn't even remember it. And the last time we went to Yellowstone was 1996, wasn't it? We were all there. You weren't there. We were snowmobiling there. But actually, those were the longest trips we ever took. Well, we did go to Disneyland when the kids were small. And I can't even think of some of the other trips. Oh, we went to Canada a couple of different times on vacations. But um, we always had a good time. Just enjoyed the outdoors. And that hasn't changed any. Well, that leads to my next question. What do you enjoy most about your family now? Now? Yeah, do you enjoy your family now? Well, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
What do you want me to say? <laughs> no, I really do. I enjoy having the big family and having the great grandkids now, and, and you're no help. So we'll see about that. There's yeah. There's <laughs> other there's others who are. No, I yeah. yeah. I know. I know. She's kind of committed herself. Here's a question that Sam had, asking, "What activities did you and Grandma enjoy together?" Well, I think our main one that we really enjoyed together was camping. That's about the one that really sticks in my mind. It seemed like, though, you and Grandma were able to create a lot of community out of the activities you did together and create long-time relationships or friendships. Yeah, the clubs, we belonged to uh, two different square dance clubs, and they had a lot of activities. We'd go to different places and and did a lot of socializing as much as square dancing. So, Why did she get into square dancing? Just curious. Well, as you well know, she was very social. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just one of the things that uh, we could combine dancing and socializing. And it just suited our purposes. For Grandma, it might have been the skirts, too. She really enjoyed dressing up. Well, she made a lot of her own square dance clothes. She actually sewed her clothes from just bolts of cloth. And she she even made a suit or a sport coat for me one time. Mm -hmm. We uh, used to go to Las Vegas with a group of the square dancers every couple of years. And she actually sewed a sport coat for me at one time. And she uh, did upholstery. She upholstered two couches that I can remember and chairs and all kinds of dresses, clothes. She was really quite a seamstress. I brought her a sewing machine from Japan, in fact. And that's how it got started. That was her request. This question kind of just came to me, but what is something you're most proud of, Grandpa, in your life? Well, just family, actually, yeah. Yeah, I enjoy family outings and get-togethers. That's also something I think that Grandma would be most proud of, and I'm grateful for her for creating, is family. It's hard to be in this house with all the amazing paintings that Grandma made over her years, but she didn't start painting until later in life. That's correct, right? Yeah, she didn't start until, like you say, it was quite late in life, but she was just prolific. I mean, you can't imagine. I didn't even have a clue how many paintings she did until I went through her craft room and discovered how many, and there were many of them she never completed. She'd start and then she got tired of that subject or whatever and go on to something else. But it was just just incredible how many she put out. And she used her experience in drawing the plans for the house in doing her paintings because she'd actually sketch them out with rulers and, and uh, measurements uh, before she actually did the paintings. That's why they're so so uh, squared up and 
precise. She didn't just do things freehand. I can't think of one single family member that doesn't have a piece of grandma's art in their house. And I love going over to everyone's house, including my mom's, and seeing this beautiful painting of horses that grandma did. Yeah, I used to kid her. I don't know if you remember. Grandma Moses is the painter. Uh, no, this goes sorry. Way, this goes way back. Anyway. I know Bob Ross. What? You know Bob Ross, though. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, okay. Well, she watched him on TV all the I time. I knew that she would. Oh, I knew yeah. she would like Bob Ross. No doubt. But anyway, uh, I used to kid her that someday she's going to be like Grandma Moses. She's going to be Grandma Scown. She's going to be a very important person in painting. So she kind of left that off she didn't, she didn't think that was very cool i guess yeah but. well she did it for like it's funny because she definitely did it for herself and her oh, family yeah. that was that was her yeah. hobby and she it, used to sit here for hours and hours every night the tv would be on but she wouldn't watch it she'd just be doing her paintings and i don't know i couldn't tell you how many hours she spent painting when she did get into it. Well, she used to really enjoy snowmobiling, mostly, I think, because she could take pictures yeah, and then come home and paint yeah. those subjects. So yeah. she did a lot of that. I have a question about your hiking and your outdoorsy hobbies. Yes. Is that something that you ever did with Grandma? Because I would remember coming over because you would be on some excursion in the mountains by yourself. Well, Actually, uh, when we first got married, when the kids were small, we did. She did go hunting with me, but um, she wasn't really up to the hiking part of it, and so it was kind of a sore point for a while because I'd take her up into the hills somewhere, and then I'd have her sit somewhere, and I'd go off wandering around, and I'd come back, and she was not. Not too happy with me, so that didn't last too many years. Uh, it was just not anything she really enjoyed too much, but she did allow me to go hunting. She knew it was important to me, so I, I was thankful for that. And you like to go hiking, right? Yeah, yeah, going. Is that I'd, the hiking of 2021 where you pick a trail that hundreds of other people go on and you go hike it, or is it a different kind of hiking for you? Uh, mostly, I like to get off in different places away from where other people go. In fact, I usually uh, just go cross country. I don't, I don't follow trails necessarily. But I used to uh, when I first started backpacking. I'd uh, take off for a weekend and I'd uh, throw my pack on my back with a sleeping bag and food and. Just head for the hills. I'd follow trails in those days because I was carrying a heavy pack. So, yeah, I did enjoy that for a number of years until it just got too much for me. What did you enjoy then, about it? Uh, solitude. Yeah. Mainly. And the, and the wildlife and scenery. I mean, it just just felt natural for me to be out there. 
I would have liked to have her with me more often, but uh, just wasn't her thing, which is fine. So we we each had our own important things we wanted to do, to do not necessarily together. But that's okay. I think all couples try to do it that way. You're giving so much good relationship advice to me. That's what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. I needed that permission. <laughs> Is there anything that you wish that you did more of? I really can't think of anything. I've, I've had a wonderful life. I, I, ju I just, there's just nothing I don't think of that uh, I would have rather done. I think it was just an ideal life. The only regret I have is she's not here. It's something that couldn't be helped. When has there been a time in your life, Grandpa, that you have been really scared or maybe even close to death? Well, the one thing that does stick out in my mind, I don't know if I've ever told you or not, we were in Yellowstone the first time in 1960, and uh, we were driving down the highway looking across the valley for wildlife, and I saw some animals come down off the mountain towards the river, which was probably close to a mile away from the highway. And I asked Grandma to drop me off, so I hiked out towards the river, and I was almost to the river, and I looked, and the, the animals were swimming across the river towards me, the three of them. What animals? And I realized... What kind of animals, though? I thought there were cougars coming down to oh, the okay. river, which wouldn't swim across. Well, these were swimming across, and I realized they're grizzly bears. A mother with two cubs. Man, there were yearlings. They were almost full grown. So I decided, well, I think I better get out of here. So I turned around and I'm heading back to the car. And I look back over my shoulder and I see this bear standing on her two hind legs, swinging her head around, trying to get my scent. And she apparently got my scent and she dropped down and I put it in high gear. I was running as hard as I could run for the car. Well, Grandma saw me running and she saw that she could intersect me at a shorter point on the road. So she drove the car up there and I headed for the car. And I got there, got in the car and slammed the door and the bearers were right there. Oh my gosh. And How old were you guys then? Well, let's see, 1960. I can't even remember. Like see, third well, that was, uh, or 26? 20s, yeah, 20 something. So, it, yeah, it was just a couple of years out of the Navy. But that's the closest call I've ever had. And that, that was too close for me. And so you were going to go basically on a hike. Yeah, well, well, I, I just wanted to get closer and get some pictures. Oh, okay. Because I thought they were going to stay on their like, side. Why do you do that at Yellowstone? I thought they'd stay on their side of the river, and they didn't. They, still, they got on my side of the river. So I decided that's that's enough. I don't need that. <laughs> Did you have any of your kids then, or was it just you? No. Uh, we had Steve, but like I say, he was only two years old. Was he in the car? Yeah, he was in the car. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, that's as close as I want to come to anything like that. Well, I guess Steve was three years old, but you know, 57 to 60. And my last question is, Grandpa, is there anything else that you would like to tell me? Well, actually, there's one thing. We kind of passed over it. Yeah. You talked about how we came here, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was going to say that we wouldn't be here now under these circumstances if it wasn't for Granny. Because she actually found the property. She wasn't looking at the time, so she had time to, to look around. And um, she drew the plans up for the house. This was her total wow. design. She, she drew them up to the extent where she took them to the courthouse and they were approved. She had no formal training in architecture and the, the uh, county approved her plans and she, with some minor changes. So um, if it wasn't for her, this wouldn't be here. And I wouldn't have what I have today. So. Thanks for doing it. Or a lot. Doesn't surprise me um, not to get emotional, but I think about that a lot, that because of grandma, I have so much in my life. And without her, I wouldn't have you guys. Well, we're thankful for that. So she was a wonder woman, literally. So she could do anything. And amazing woman. Well, grandpa, thank you so much for sitting down with me and sharing about your life and grandma. And I'm just so grateful and appreciative for all that you guys have given me and the family that I'm able to have because of you. So. Goes both ways, baby. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, love you. We're proud of you, too. And I'll love stop recording too. before I start crying. Me, too.